everyone. Welcome back to Serotonin Speaks. I'm Madeline Gold. Continuing with this month's theme, I interviewed our executive producer about their journey coming to terms with their own identity and sharing it with the world. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, new name. My name is Kaden Siegel. My pronouns are they, them, and I am non-binary and queer and also happen to be the executive producer of Serotonin Speaks. So, Kaden, can you just describe a little bit about the coming out process, how you discovered your identity, what helped you with that, and then the kind of challenges and support you faced in the coming out process? Yeah, so in terms of being queer, um, first I identified as a lesbian. I am now non-binary and dating a man, but we will get to that later. So, um It was in probably around eighth grade. It took me a while to really just start questioning, even though I knew people who were gay. I just never saw it as something that like, maybe that's me. Maybe I should think about that. So I'd say I started really questioning when I got online. Um, The Instagram algorithm kind of had my back, like started showing me like gay memes and stuff, which I mean... I don't want to give Instagram the credit, um, but definitely it helped me a little bit, just not to necessarily figure it out for myself, but just expose me to like, this is a whole world that I just wasn't totally aware of. Um, and so yeah, eighth grade, that was quarantine happened. And I think that made it a little weird, but also there's so many stories of just people in quarantine, having time to themselves, having time online, and just that different environment where you're not forced to conform to like, this is society's expectations of how a person of my assigned gender should act, who they should try to date, who they should like, what they should wear. Um, And I think that's, you know, really interesting. And I don't want to say quarantine was a good thing. but there were definitely some good parts that came out of it. And one of those was me figuring out my identity as lesbian or sapphic, and then later as non-binary. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely have to agree. I don't necessarily um, consider myself to be part of the LGBTQ plus community, but I know personally, like, quarantine was a huge, um, like, defining moment in kind of discovering more about myself that I don't think I would have been able to had it not happened. So just like you said, I don't want to say quarantine was a good thing, but there were definitely a lot of benefits. Yeah, self-discovery is a huge thing. Yeah. So once you discovered, um, well, first of all, can you talk about like what it was like to first discover that you identified as lesbian when you did? Like, because you went from being not a member of the LGBTQ plus community, or at least not realizing you were to being one. So what was that like? Honestly, it wasn't that big of a change for me. And I think a big part of that was that um, my environment, my parents, uh, my siblings, my friends, and Montgomery County as a whole is such a liberal area. And especially in terms of same gender couples and the LGB part of the acronym is not something that's unusual today and in this area. And so definitely lucky in that regard that I was like, 
hey, maybe when I get to high school, because like in middle school, I was also just not interested in dating. Um, like at all, just I thought I was too young and it wasn't something that was on my radar, whether it was dating boys or dating girls or dating other people. Um, so then when quarantine happened and I was like, I do think I'm attracted to women and maybe not attracted to men. Um, but by the time we get out of this, I'll be in high school. And I mean, I thought it was going to be in high school my freshman year. Turned out it was my sophomore year. But um, I was like, I'll be in high school and maybe I can date someone and maybe that someone doesn't have to be a boy. But it wasn't that big of a change for me. I think the bigger adjustment, both like in my own mentality and then with coming out to people was uh, when I realized that I was non-binary. So I started questioning that. Uh, I'd say probably winter of my freshman year. We'd been in quarantine for a few months already. Um, dysphoria, chest dysphoria in particular, um, was something that I had experienced for a while but didn't have a name for. Um, and I thought that everybody experienced or that it was me being quirky or something. And um, I didn't think it was a gender thing because again, I just didn't have that kind of exposure to this is something that people go through, but also something that not everybody goes through, you know? But then when I did meet uh, my friends who were on the podcast two weeks ago, and since many of them are trans or queer themselves, I was, when I was like, hey, maybe I want to try they, them pronouns, they were just like, cool, and started using them. And it wasn't a big deal in that setting at all. And then I was like, I really like this name, Caden, and I want to try it. They were like, okay, Caden, we're going to call you that. Um, and it was, everybody was so supportive, but in like such a casual way that was just, I, it was exactly what I needed at that time. Cause I didn't want it to be like a big deal yet in case, I mean, I still thought like there was a chance, like I'm going to change my mind and this is just an experiment and maybe I am a cis girl. And so I don't want people to get like all making a big deal out of it in case I walk it back later. Yeah. Understandable. Um, you mentioned like chest dysphoria and I know a couple of my friends who are members of the LGBTQ plus community who have realized that they identify as non-binary, a couple of them, um, just in discussing it, just casually have mentioned that they initially thought it was like body dysmorphia and they didn't realize the difference. And so it's just interesting to hear that like you also experienced a very similar kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's so good though, that you had such a supportive, um, group of people around you without it being overwhelming I feel like that can really be said for any issue but especially for like the coming out process I feel like from what you've said it sounds like it was a really good experience so yes. um yeah cool um and so how did your like family feel about you coming out as non-binary what was that experience like because you talked a lot about your friends and how they were very supportive but what was it like to, I guess, first, like, tell your parents or I know you have two younger sisters. So what was it like to tell them about it and what was their reaction? Yeah, so I told uh, my sisters first um, just because, like, of the generational difference. Um, Gen Z as a whole, there's a lot more exposure. And so they reacted pretty much in the same way. 
that my friends did. Just like, cool, we can call you that. But also I had to ask them not to call me Caden in front of my parents until I was ready to tell them myself. It took me a while just to like, you know, work up the courage to tell my parents because it's a big deal, um, especially to tell the people who gave you your name that you're picking a new one. But eventually I did. And they've been very supportive. You know, there's the occasional slip ups um, with the name adjustment in particular, because again, that was the name they picked for me, but they've been very supportive. And again, I just know like that makes me very lucky to have that in my life. Yeah. So what from their like reaction to you coming out to them, would you say is something that like other parents should emulate in their lives for children who might be a part of the LGBTQ plus community? Like how do you think parents can be a better ally? Because it sounds like your parents did a pretty good job overall. Yeah. Um, one thing that other people might disagree with me on is ask questions. There are some people who are saying like, parents do your own research. Like your child doesn't owe you explanations, especially if it's stuff that can be found online. For me personally, especially as a non-binary person, where being non-binary in and of itself can mean so many different things. Um, and what somebody might have posted online about their non-binary experience, which is completely valid, just might not apply to me. So asking questions is something I am in full support of. Of course, if there's a question that your child just isn't comfortable answering, then don't force it. But in general, I would say questions, showing that you're making that effort to understand, um, in this case, your child is something that means a lot. And then going with that, uh, listening to your child. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the case for how to be a good ally for a lot of different communities. So it's nice to hear that things that you can apply in your everyday life to, I mean, issues like race, or like different people of different religious or cultural backgrounds, you can also apply those same principles of how to support others to the LGBTQ plus community. So it's not like a whole new thing that parents have to learn. It's like, you know, they already have the skills. So that's really good. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm super glad to hear, obviously, as your friend, that your experience went really well. And um, I'm so glad that you're able to share those like tips. So hopefully it'll help someone listening to this. Um, I guess I'm curious now that you are like very much out as a member of the community, where do you feel most able to express yourself or where do you feel like most comfortable? I'm just going to have to echo uh, Cedar, Eli, and Danny just in that group, in that environment with my friends. There's just a certain level of understanding and I guess camaraderie um and just so much support that I have from my friends and I mean I've said it before but like this is such a great area and my friends are like just so amazing and I hope that just for anybody that they also have that same kind of support system because honestly if I hadn't met them I'm not sure I would have discovered my identity it's entirely possible that I would have kept living uh, the way I was trying to like restrain myself in the box of being female and using she, her pronouns. And just from meeting my friends and 
in that having the space to first explore my identity and then express it has just been just such an instrumental part of my journey as a whole. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I I think it's amazing that you have friends like that and that you don't have to feel like you have to like fit into the stereotype of the societal, you know, female like existence because I mean, like not everyone who was born female identifies as female. And so I think that having a support system like you do is really, really important because it sounds like you're very comfortable being yourself and not identifying with like societal gender norms, which are still very much present in um, our world today. And so like, congrats to you, honestly, for just like doing it and like being super cool about it. Um, And then, I mean, I don't know, not to bring this back to serotonin says or whatever, but like, how has your role within the organization changed or what more perspective have you gained and been able to help others gain since you came out? Um, This is a really like specific thing, but one thing that I noticed is, so we've been an organization for like maybe a year and a half now. Um started early quarantine um when we first started I mean it wasn't like there was anything anti-LGBTQ there was it wasn't like there was any homophobia or anything but it wasn't something that was like brought up often even in just like sharing pronouns and then I noticed after I came out and I mean especially as a non-binary person using they them pronouns I find that I have to put my pronouns everywhere because when people see other people that they don't know, our brains just not out of, not because of our own fault, but just society is going to default to either this person is a girl or this person is a boy. This person uses she, her, or this person uses he, him. And so when I noticed that I started putting my pronouns everywhere, so did everybody else at Serotonin Says. And it was like on our application forms and in people's introductions um, when we started recruiting people. And that was something that I thought was really cool. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's nice just in the, I guess I would call it the workplace to have that kind of allyship. Yeah. I mean, as someone personally who's trying to become a better ally to the LGBTQ plus community every day, you've been like such an inspiration to me. And so I'm super grateful for that because I've just learned like so much from you. And so like, you know, creating that application form, like the first thing in my mind was just like, put the pronouns in, just do it. And I was like, this is because of Caden. Like I know to do this now. And I feel like every day I just learned something new from you and now from other members of our organization who identify as part of this community. And I'm really grateful to be able to like work with you guys. So I just want to like say thank you for that. Thank um, you. Yeah. That means a lot. Thank you so much. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to add just to like, I guess, tell our our listeners about your experience or about the LGBTQ plus community as a whole? I don't know. I just mean exploration is a good thing. Um, I tell this to like over the summer, I was telling this to like the rising freshmen who are now freshmen this year. Um, and it's an, it's advice that you give to freshmen typically just like explore, do new extracurriculars, um, explore the school, explore friend groups. But um, what I would add is also just explore yourself. Um, and hopefully you have a support system in your community 
that will be willing to help you maybe test out new pronouns. And if that's not there, then online is also, you have to be careful online, but there's also a really good community out there um, on social media, has been there, has done that, and is willing to help you explore. And from that, if you are questioning and land on cis or land on straight, that is completely fine. Uh, Questioning, I think, is something that everybody should do. Everybody should be allowed to do. And it's not something that only people who do end up realizing that they are queer themselves should do. So yeah, explore. If you change your mind, um, fine. And I guess the bottom line is questioning, exploration, just discovering yourself, listening to yourself is something that is really beneficial and doesn't necessarily apply just to being queer or being trans just in general just live your best life amazing thank you so so much for your insight that's all for this month's feature interview if you haven't already check out this month's part one on any podcast app and don't forget to subscribe for more mental health related content check out the serotonin says website at serotoninsays.com There, you can subscribe to our monthly newsletter and support Mental Health America by buying our merch. You can also follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at serotoninsays. The links are in the episode notes. This episode was produced and edited by Caden and me, Madeline Gold. Thanks as always to the rest of the Serotonin Squad, and most of all, thanks to you for listening to Serotonin Speaks from Serotonin Says Mental Health. See you in October.